reviews. I am Adam. So I recorded this last night, and um, I, I felt eight minutes was not sufficient to properly convey my thoughts um, in a way that was cohesive and, and all of that. Um, so I'm re-recording it. Um, so we're going to talk about She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, the new the show after Miss Marvel from Marvel Studios on on Disney Plus. Um, and here herein lies you know the thing the, the show looks pretty interesting in so much as it is different. Which you know there are two things that I think people I hear people want all the time about you know the the shows it's they want character driven and they want different. They don't want the same thing over and over again, um, or to see the same thing just redone over and over. And they want to see characters that are, you know, that are leading the story. They want to see someone who, you know, has agency and is doing, you know, their thing for a reason. Like, you know, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness did not have, you know, that for Strange... Like, he is not a character with a ton of agency or a ton of motivation in that movie. Besides the general, we're here to stop the bad guy, there really isn't much for him to try and do over the course of the movie. Um, and, and if you look at, if you look at like, what, what else has been going on, like, Wanda has a mission there. Wanda has a mission in WandaVision. Wanda has, like, you know, every other character kind of has, you know, a motive. And, 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 and a motivation as to why they're doing what they're doing beyond just it is the right thing to do or I am the bad guy and I am twirling my mustache and this is what I have to do um, uh, to fill my role in the movie. So beyond those two things, you know, it's time to look at what is going on, you know, here. And I think that what it looks like is happening is we're getting a look at She-Hulk in a way that She-Hulk is something totally different and unique. Um, it feels kind of like a female-led version of the Aziz Ansari show Master of None from Netflix, um, which is kind of how, you know, it's an interesting approach. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll watch it. Like, it looks kind of cool. Um, where it, it's like, you know, it's kind of like workplace and dating sitcom kind of, but with superheroes. And, you know, we, we, you know they show some cool stuff there. We see Tim Roth de-abominationed um, in, 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 in his, you know, so we're going to be seeing a lot of, you know, characters that were, maybe not a ton of characters we've seen before, but we will be seeing some characters we've seen before, and then some new ones, and it's, it, you know, it's going to be cool, like, I, we get the first look of uh, um, Jamila Jamil as, uh, as Titania, um, so that's, you know, that, that's always a cool thing to see, you know, that I'm not entirely sold on her as a character, um, but, you know, I want to give it a chance before I, I do it, um, before I, 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 you know, I say it's a bad idea entirely, um, so, yeah, I think that the show could work, um, I think it can work, I think there is definitely an avenue where it will work, and I think it will have an audience, um, beyond just... The, the average, you know, the, the the hardcore comic book fan, which is really what they're going for with all of these shows. Like, they don't want 
just the hardcore combo fan. Shut the fuck up, progressive thing. Um, they don't want just the hardcore comic book fans because if you, there's a reason why the comic book industry is a dying industry, and everything, and you know, they they move more to movies now because movies make more money. There's a reason for that. They're not looking for just the comic book fans or just the guy from The Simpsons who's in the comic book shop. You know, they're looking for um, what's it called? They're looking for the broader audience and audiences that they haven't tapped into yet. And I think that the audience who's going to tap in, who's going to, you know, watch this show, and at the end of the day, it's a Marvel show. So, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like WandaVision, like Loki, less so Loki, but like, um, like Moon Knight, whatever they do in the first few episodes is going to culminate in a giant fight between the hero and the bad guy. And, you know, that is how this works, and, and we've seen it play out on screen multiple times on Disney+, Plus, uh, where it's like, regardless of what happens in the first however many episodes, the final episode will be, um, what's it called, will be that, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Now, I have seen some criticisms of the show, um, and, and uh, the, the biggest criticism I've seen is effects. People are being really shitty about the effects. Um, To the point where even Screen Rant, which is an editorial um, sweatshop of a website that pays piss-poor wages to their writers to write these dumbass editorials with dumbass titles to get people to click on them for rage bait, um, even even they had a take on this within like two hours of the trailer coming. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, come the fuck on. Like, and, and here's my thing. The effects on the Disney, like, the, the Marvel Disney Plus shows have been mostly, you know, at worst, okay. I mean, what if I didn't like it all? But I think I'm in the minority on that. Um, like, I think, fuck me, my myth is like, um, like, if, if you look at it that way, like, so looking at, like, you know, the effects of these shows, all of the shows have had moments of, like, you know, not great to outright shitty effects. And I remember seeing, um, I saw Moon Knight was the first one that I saw early. Um, and anytime you get these advanced screeners, they always say visual effects may not be final. Things will be changed between, things may be changed, you know, between release and now. Like, yeah, before Peacemaker, I got that warning before, um, what's it called, before, um, uh, Naomi, I had that warning, um, and before this, I had that warning, where it's like, these effects are not final, and may not be reflective of the final product, and some things may have temp scores, and, and things like that, and, and, and usually it's not true, from what I've found, of the three that I've seen, um, usually it's not true, there isn't really anything there that's catastrophically wrong or different about the, uh, what's it called, about the, um, about the final product that makes it, um, worth watching, makes it, you know, oh, that's shitty, and then you watch it later, and it's like, oh, that's better, but I was hoping for it with Moon Knight, because Moon Knight, they gave us the first four episodes, and I watched the first four, and when the last episode comes and Tauret appears in the, um, 
in the insane asylum at the end of the fourth episode, I was like, oh, that looks really shitty. Like, that is not good at all. Um, hopefully that changes. And then it didn't. And, you know, the, the fact that Moon Knight ends with a CGI kaiju fight between two, you know, between two Egyptian gods, neither of which look particularly great, and especially um, Amit in an episode, in that same episode before the fight, when Amit's just talking to, I think, Arthur Harrow and his followers, if I remember correctly, like, physically in the room, it's just, the effects are not great. And, and, like, Multiverse of Madness had a few moments of really shitty effects, too. Like, I'm not even talking about the, uh, the, the death of Mr. Fantastic, which, at this point, spoiler warning, but we're, we're too, we're beyond that point. The death of Mr. Fantastic, it, it has, like, it, it's not great. But, like, worse than that is, um, what's it called? Um, fuck. Um, worse than that is Wanda crawling out of the, the mirror, or out of the gong in, um, uh, in Kamartage. That looked awful. And then on top of it, leading up to that scene when it's her and Doctor Strange talking in the sky, there are a few very obvious cuts of her where it's like, oh, she's standing in front of a green screen. Like, obviously she is, and we know that, but the way it's framed and all of that, you can very obviously tell she's standing in front of a green screen. And then there were similar issues with Hawkeye, where the effects don't always hold up the entire way through Hawkeye. Um, the effects don't always hold up the entire way through, um, WandaVision especially, there were some moments of shoddy effects, and, and, you know, Falcon the Winter Soldier, I think, was, you know, had its moments, too, um, by the same running offhand, but Loki had, like, in the second-to-last episode when they're in, where they send all the shit that gets, uh, pruned, like, it, it is, like, there's some, there are a lot of things there that just look kind of wonky, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I watch this, you know, like, watching these things, and, oh, wait, I can't go there yet, um, watching these things and, and being like, okay, we can put aside the effects and all of that stuff, but this is where we draw the line, and we're like, oh, the effects are shitty here. Number one, it's a trailer for a TV show that's four months out, or three months out, that comes out in August, so let's, you know, start there to begin with. And, and then on top of that, to be like, oh, well, the effects don't look great. And it's like, all right, well, you didn't criticize any of the other shows for that, as, as roundly as we're criticizing this one. Um, in the same way that, like, I know someone who um, saw the trailer for Miss Marvel and was like, I'm not interested in watching that at all. And I'm like, oh, why? And he goes, oh, it's a biplane flying overhead. That's completely irrelevant, but I just saw that. Um... Um, it is, you know, he's like, oh, well, I don't want to, well, I don't think it's going to be good. Uh, and the thing is, it's like, well, what, what based on the trailer tells you that? And he's like, oh, well, you know, high school, why do I want to watch a bunch of kids in high school? And I'm like, motherfucker, the amount of time I've heard you blow the three Spider-Man movies, it's like, you know, Homecoming, No Way Home, and Far From Home, it's like, come the fuck on. Like, 
we, like we know, like, like you like that. It's, it's you don't want to watch this because you don't want to watch a Miss Marvel show. That's what the problem is, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you can't outright say, well, is it because it's a girl or is it because she's Muslim? Like, what's what's the problem here? Because you you you've sat through this before. You have sat through this before, and, and it's not something new. Where it's like, you know, I I, I need to, um, what's it called? I need to, uh, like, readjust into some entirely new paradigm. And then it's like, you're also excited about the Spider-Man animated show they're doing freshman year. That doesn't bother you. But, you know, this is the line we're going to say is in the sand. And it's the same kind of thing, where it's like, you know, well, why, why that? Why is that the line in the sand that we will not cross? Why is that the Mason-Dixon line? And, and, and the, the issue is, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand that, you know, it, it is... It just doesn't make sense to me, besides the race issue. And, and, and the same thing goes with, you know... With, with, with She-Hulk. Why is She-Hulk the only show to get criticized for this? Because I didn't see any criticism of the visual effects in WandaVision. Or not WandaVision. In, um, in Multiverse of Madness. Um, I didn't see any criticism of that. Um, but we get criticism of, wow, that's fucked up. I just watched someone litter. Um... This is where we're going to say this is where the issue with the visual effects are. This is where the issue is. And then the other thing is, too, before the trailer dropped, there was a, um, a, a like an insider report that said that this show is a mess. Like, it is, quote, a mess. And one of those things where it's like, you never see that something's a mess when it's helmed by a man. And it's like, this, like... She-Hulk is about women and by women, by and large. But there may be a man in the, what's it called, in, in the writer's room. I'm not 100% certain of who's staffing the writer's room. Uh, I know Dana Schwartz is on it, um, and she's done some good work. Um, but she's also been kind of antagonistic towards uh, entertainment media in the past. So I think that that, you know, doesn't help your press coverage. Um, but, like... Saying the show is a mess, like, oh, an insider says the show is a mess, it's so weird to me that that happens when it's like, we don't see that about other things that actually are a mess. Like, you know, and when, when you hear something is a mess, it usually means production is disoriented, production doesn't know what they're doing, and there are major issues about what can and can't be done um, in what's it called, in, in the, you know in the, like, in the world, and, and what it is, um, like, we didn't hear that about, um, what's it about Justice League, even with a director switch in the middle of it, there were no inklings that Justice League's theatrical version was going to be as bad as it was, um, there was no indication that that was going to be the case until the movie came out, um, and there was no indication that there was anything, you know, anything like that or any, you know, disapproval with the studios to the point where they brought in Joss Whedon to finish it because it was, you know, for the reasons given about the tragedy in, in Zack Snyder's life. At the same time, 
there weren't reports of that on the rise of Skywalker, which was recording audio for it up to three weeks before release. Like, and, and trying to fix the story up until the, the literal last possible second they were doing posts on that movie to try and make it work as little as it did. Um, it's like you, you never hear it about things that actually are a mess. You do hear it about things... Again, this isn't the turning lane. This is the shoulder. Uh, you do hear it about things that are helmed by women. Um, because it's like this... There was a report that it was, you know, that it, there, there was, there's a report that She-Hulk is going to be a mess, and She-Hulk is the riskiest thing that they've done so far, and it's like, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think that WandaVision is a ton riskier than this, because WandaVision doesn't give you a sense of what's going on until, like, episode three or four. Um, like, they kind of just dump you in to, uh, what's it called, they kind of just dump you into the, uh, the world, and, and just kind of are like, oh, so it's a sitcom with Wanda and Vision, and if it weren't for the fact that, um, what's it called, if it weren't for the fact that I, um, like, knew what they were going for, and, and, and knew, okay, this is gonna eventually go somewhere, I probably would have dropped that show, like, after the first two episodes, that was a ton riskier than anything they're doing in She-Hulk, um, Arguably, you know, like, arguably when they do in, um, in Falcon the Winter Soldier, um, the speech that Isaiah gives is riskier than anything they're doing in She-Hulk, from what we know so far. Um, and it's like, you know, Moon Knight is a ton riskier than She-Hulk, because Moon Knight has two passing references to the, Mar- the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe at large beyond the borders of, what's it called, beyond the borders of, of Marvel Studio, beyond the borders of, you know, its own entity, and it, you know, was a huge success, and everyone loved it, like, why was that not given the same, this is their riskiest thing, if, you know, if, if that's the case, if it's the case that that's what they're doing, um, why was it not given the, what's it called, why was it not given the same, like, oh, this is why, son of a you're turning in here. Um, why was it not given the same, like, this is a risky endeavor, we should be careful, you know, like, this is, you know, because that, that's not, because the thing is, when you say this is risky, it means it's going to be controversial, and there may be things in it that people won't like, which is a very different thing from, oh, this is, you know, good or not good, or anything like that. Saying that something is risky puts the idea in their head that there's something in the show that will be controversial. And that before they watch it, they have to be ready to 100% like it or 100% dislike it. And that's what that's doing. And a lot of this feels like setting it up for that in an effort to kind of, you know, torpedo it before it even comes out. So we'll wrap up there for today. Um, after a, a nice 20-minute discussion instead of last night's 8-minute discussion. Uh, tonight I will be seeing Downton Abbey, The New Era, or A New Era, whatever the fuck the name of this movie is. I've never seen anything Downton Abbey before. I probably should have watched the first Downton Abbey movie last night, at least, um, before seeing this. However, we're going to see how well it works for someone who knows absolutely nothing about, uh, Downton Abbey. Um, which is cool. Motherfucker, how slow can you go? Um... 
so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna test that theory tonight. How well does this work for for someone who has you know not you know read or or watched anything Downton Abbey related? Um, and I think I have a feeling the answer is gonna be not well. Um, so until then, have a great rest of your week.